Today, I'm gonna to talk about things that insurance companies in Ontario do not want juries to know when car accident cases go to trial. Hi, I'm Andrew Iacobelli, and I'm a personal injury lawyer at Iacobelli Law Firm. Although the vast majority of cases settle and never see the inside of a courtroom, a small percentage of cases involving car accidents do end up in court and a trial is necessary. Almost all of these cases are tried in the presence of a jury, and that means six individuals from the community are chosen to come in and hear all of the evidence and decide the case. Now, insurance companies always want juries, with very few exceptions. And the reason is because the insurance company thinks that they're gonna get a better case with the jury. They think that juries are less likely to trust people who have been hurt in a car and are less likely to award them money. But more importantly, I think the insurance company really wants a jury because they know that the jury doesn't have all of the information. The jury doesn't understand how the rules in Ontario are stacked against the victim to drive down the value of the case and make it difficult for victims to receive fair compensation. So I'm going to share with you some of those pieces of our law that are hidden from the jury during a jury trial. So number one, the deductible. This is a biggie. The jury is asked at the conclusion of the trial to award money or to decide how much money, if any, the injured party is entitled to. So the jury would have heard all the evidence about the accident, the injuries, and the impact on this person's life. And then they're told it's up to them to fill out this verdict form and assign a dollar value. Now they can put anything they want. They could put zero or they could put any amount of money they want. But what the jury doesn't know is that the law in Ontario will require, in most circumstances for a car accident, will require the judge to reduce that award outside of the presence of the jury. So that's done after the jury fills out the form and leaves the courthouse. Okay, so the deductible currently is in excess of $40,000 and it goes up every single year. If the jury awards $100,000 for pain and suffering, more than $40,000 of that award is erased by the judge after the jury leaves. So what you often see is a defense lawyer standing up and telling the jury to award some reasonable but nominal amount of money. And they'll say 25,000 or 50,000 or 40,000. But really what the defense lawyer is saying is award this person nothing. Because everybody else in the courtroom other than the jury knows that more than $40,000 and rising gets erased. And the worst part about that law is that that money doesn't go anywhere other than back to the insurance company. So even though you as the jury have awarded a sum of money to this person, the insurance company gets to essentially magically erase it and keep that portion of the money that you've now awarded to an injured party. So that's number one. Number two, there's a cap on damages, a maximum amount of money that people in Ontario can recover for pain and suffering. There's this conception out there that, oh, somebody gets hurt and they can get all this money for pain and suffering. But in fact, by law established by the Supreme Court of Canada, there's a cap. And that cap is adjusted for inflation, but when it was first established in the late 70s, it was established at $100,000. So you can imagine a young person, they could be paralyzed, they may have a lifetime 
of pain and suffering, and the Supreme Court of Canada said the most they could recover was $100,000. And that cap has stood the test of time, unfortunately, and remains the cap in Canada, again, adjusted for inflation. The jury's not told that, so the jury's asked to award a sum of money, but when the jury leaves, uh, the court will make sure that the judgment is in accordance with Canadian law, which says there's a cap on pain and suffering. So those are a couple of laws in Canada that affect the compensation that an injured party can receive following a car accident. Another important piece of Ontario law is something called the threshold, applicable only in motor vehicle accident cases. Even though the jury is asked to make decisions about the facts of the case, draw conclusions from those facts, and ultimately make a decision on whether or not to award compensation, the truth is the insurance company gets a second bite at the apple. If the jury awards money to the injured party, they're thanked for their service, and then they're asked to leave the courthouse. Almost invariably, within minutes, the defense lawyer stands up and says, now we're bringing our motion on threshold. And what that really means is now we're asking the judge to second guess your decision to tell us whether or not this injury is severe enough to warrant any compensation whatsoever. Even though you filled out those lines as a jury, awarding money for pain and suffering, awarding money for care costs, the insurance company, through their lawyers, gets to ask for another shot at this. The judge then has the ability to review all of the same evidence and make a decision as a matter of law whether or not the plaintiff, the injured party's injuries, have surmounted this legal test known as the threshold. And again, that's kept out of the knowledge of the jury. And probably the reason for that is because then the jury might be more emphatic about their views of the case. The law in Ontario has, has made it such that that information is concealed from the jury. There's more. There's more illusions that happen in the courtroom. And one of the typical illusions is that the defendant, the party that caused the car accident, is now personally responsible to pay the judgment. The name of the case will be the plaintiff injured party versus defendant, the at-fault party. But in reality, in almost every case, there's an insurance company that's calling the shots, responsible for any payout of a settlement or judgment. It's the insurance company that hires the defense lawyer. In fact, today, many defense lawyers are employees of the insurance company themselves. But even if they're private firms, they're funded by the insurance company. The insurance company makes all the important decisions on that case. Very often, the only reason why that case is in the courtroom in the first place is because the insurance company has taken a very hard line approach and doesn't want to pay anything or very little to the injured party and forcing them to take it to trial. Insurance companies and their lawyers are smart and they know how to put on a show and theater. And so it is not uncommon to see the defendant, individual driver of the other car, sitting in the courtroom, typically at the opening and almost always near the end of the case. And oftentimes the defense lawyer in their opening or closing remarks will make reference to their client to garner sympathy, to make some sort of concern for this person with an eye toward convincing the jury to award less money than what's reasonable or fair because of some 
illusion that this other individual, who's not much different than jury members, is on the hook for it. Accidents happen, and this guy shouldn't lose all this money because of an accident. But it's all, in most cases, just a show. Another important feature of Ontario law, typically not known by the jury, and really not known by members of the public, is the fact that Ontario is a loser pay jurisdiction. So what does that mean? That means that the party that loses the case is responsible to bear the costs of the other party. And so as I mentioned, the, the costs of the defense are really being funded by an insurance company in almost every case. The difference is the plaintiff can't afford the same risks as a, as a billion dollar insurance company. And so the insurance companies also use that leverage to defeat or intimidate plaintiffs, try to keep them out of court and try to keep them from getting a remedy. Let me give you an example. So in Ontario, if an injured party brings their case to trial and doesn't win, and winning doesn't mean just getting any amount of money. Winning means doing better than what was offered by the insurance company. The insurance company has put out a really low ball offer or has offered nothing. The injured party has the burden of achieving a result that's better than what was offered. So they have to recover money or they have to recover more money than what was offered. And if they don't, the injured party is on the hook for all of the legal expenses that have been incurred on behalf of the defense. So all the expenses the insurance company has paid. So that would include all the lawyer's bills, all the costs of going to trial, exhibits, documents, records. And the costs of litigation, unfortunately, are expensive. A typical civil trial could cost, in terms of legal fees and expenses, in excess of $100,000. You can clearly see there's a, there's a power imbalance. The billion dollar corporation can afford that risk. The individual who's just been in a bad accident and is injured, maybe not making as much money or maybe not making any income any longer, uh, really can't afford that risk. If they don't have the money, insurance companies can look to putting liens on homes, trying to recover from assets. And that's not fair. It's basically strong-arming a person to give up their rights because they can't afford the risk. So even though we hear, you know, no win, no fee, and you don't pay your lawyer any fees unless they win money, that's true with respect to your own lawyer. So the injured party won't have to pay their own lawyer or their expenses in many cases unless they're successful in recovering money. It's not true in the context of a case that goes to trial with costs of the opposing side. So that means the lawyer for the insurance company. They will definitely try to get costs if they're successful and win. There are ways to safeguard against that, and that's why it's important for injured people to speak to a lawyer and get advice on what they can do to, to protect themselves a little bit from that risk. But overall, it's clear that injured individuals in Ontario, they have a tough road ahead of them when their cases start to go toward trial. During the course of a trial, of course, there are times when the jury is asked to leave the courtroom so that the judge can make rulings on the admissibility of evidence or to hear other arguments of law. That's common in all cases. It's not unique to motor vehicle accidents. But again, it's designed to only put in front of the jury that information that they need to make a decision. But I think it's important to know what the law is in Ontario that exists that, that jurors just don't know about. Whether you agree with it or not, our system is designed to push down and 
limit the value of claims. I hope that this has opened your eyes to some of the challenges and difficulties that injured parties face every time they bring their case to court. So I hope that uh, you will follow your uh, duties as a jury to be fair and reasonable and open-minded and really listen to all the facts of that case. Because as you can see, the system by design is already stacked against that poor individual that's had to present their case and really their life and bear their life in front of six strangers.